again. <laughs> I um, thank God today that I'm in His house and I'm saved and I know the Lord. I don't know if you saw the uh, Binghamtown broadcast. I don't know if you ever watched it or not, but Thomas Reisner this morning busted loose and started shouting all over that place. Came down the front. She was singing about the blood. The blood. And uh, just a few days ago, one of the members of the quartet that she sings with, of the trio, was in bad shape in the hospital. We've been praying for him, if you remember. He had, uh, he had in, in, uh, a real bad problem. And we prayed for him, and God brought him through it. He brought him through it. He literally brought him out of death's door. No question about that. Just like I've seen him bring a lot of people from death's door. And I thought about that while she was shouting and praising God that uh, God had done something in her life. Amen. But the thing that I like so much about it is the fact that you can be in a church that lets you shout and praise God and glorify Him. Amen. Amen. That church may be up there in Kentucky, but that's a sister church. You can believe this. Amen, amen, amen. We're going to get him to come here and preach as soon as we can. I'd like to have him come down and preach. I'd love to hear him preach. And they're supposed to sing. So once he's up and well enough, they'll come down and sing. The trio will. We had him scheduled, but of course he was sick. Nothing could be done about that. Brother Blue, would you come up and preach to us today? May the good Lord bless him and anoint him and fill him with the Holy Ghost this morning. Amen. Yes, Thank you, Brother Lord. God's good, isn't he? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God's good, isn't he? All the time. I want to uh, first let me say how glad I am to be here with you and to enjoy this day with you. Always look forward to coming to this church. Thank God for it. I have a uh, prayer request and an announcement also. I'd like for you to pray. How many of you? How many of you have uh, children, teenage or otherwise, long in that range? Would you raise your hand? <coughs> I want you to take warning on what I'm about to read. Don't you sit there and say, this cannot, could not, would not ever happen to me. Don't you dare. A young lady not long ago, just a few days ago, in church, went to church. Let me say this good and loud. Got saved. When she was a young lady, got born again. Are you listening to that? She got born again. As Brother Sammy Allen would say, she got in. She got in. Now, here is the story, the sad story, the sad commentary. A few days ago, well, some time ago, because of a wrong crowd, because of not the consistency in church, because of not the living as close as she should have lived, got with the wrong crowd and began to do some horrible things. I want you to pray for her mother and father, Mary and RLCs. Last week, this daughter I'm talking about, OD'd or overdosed on drugs. Ladies and gentlemen, some of you don't realize the plight that drug is to our country. 
I'm going to say this, and I'll say it one time. I have a baby brother that's dead today because of prescription drugs the doctors put him on. You better watch what you take in your mouth. Are you listening? This girl overdosed on drugs. Mother of three children. Now she's a she was a sister. Sister Mary is a sister of Sister Carla Wiggins that comes here often. And I want you to pray for them. I went by to see them yesterday. Saddest picture you ever saw. Little kids looking in the face and said, Why won't my mama come back? I want you to pray for these people. Don't you sit there in judgment and say, It could not happen to me. It may happen to you. The streets throughout here are covered up with drugs. You can get them anywhere like popcorn. Amen. And don't you ever doubt it for one minute. It's a rotten, dirty, low-down thing. And your kid, and you could. You could. So be praying for these, these people. How many of you put them on your prayer list? Would you do that for me, please? I want you to. I'm asking you to. And then July the 18th through the 22nd, Grace Baptist Church, Lenore City. Lenore City. Grace Baptist Church. The Jubilee, the annual Jubilee. It's good Jubilee. Brother Lawson will be preaching there. What do you know what night, Brother Lawson? Monday night. Monday night. Brother Lawson will be preaching there on Monday night. And they'll be preaching every night. I want you to come and be with us. I'll be there the Lord willing. That's the Grace Baptist Church. Brother Arlen Gurley is the pastor. Again, let me say how thrilled I am to be here with you. I'm always delighted when Brother Lawson uh, asked me, said, Preacher, can you come and preach for us? And I said, I'd be glad to. Be glad to. I want you to open your Bibles, if you will, please, to the book of Numbers. Over in the Old Testament, of course. Numbers 32. Chapter 32. Oh, dear folks. I, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just so aware that maybe many of you do not know what you have here. Maybe many of you do not know. You're not aware. You're not conscious. You, you, you look around and, oh, be, be grateful to God. Be grateful to God. The devil, uh, oh, it would be a field day. It would be a high day if he could begin to sow a little discord among the brethren. And he, don't you dare say he won't do it. He could. He could put little old bitty things in your mind that wouldn't amount to a hill of beans. And just to sow discord among the brethren. And to break this up, to break this up, would be souls, many souls, die and go to hell. Don't let him do it. Don't let him do it. Now, if you've got your Bibles open to Numbers 32, I want you to look at verse 23 for a kickoff verse, just for a start off. That's just to start off. Verse 23. But if you'll not do so, but if you'll not do so, but if you'll not do so, behold, you have sinned against the Lord. Now, this is so important what I'm about to read. And be sure. And be sure 
Your sins will find you out. Father, help me now. God may take my lips of clay and help me not to say one thing you don't want me to say. Help me to say only those things that be pleasing to you. In Christ's name I pray and ask it. Amen and amen. Now I'm going to be reading some more scriptures in a little bit. But most of you will remember now, in the last year especially, big head leaders in high places have been found out about their sins. Companies, big, huge monstrosities have gone under because men thought they had their sins covered up. I'm wondering right now how many sitting among us that have uh, both arms and fell, smell good, look good. It's always a thought to my mind. I wonder how many, how many right now think in your mind nobody don't know. Nobody. I got it covered up. I have it concealed. Now, if that would be so, if that could be so, then God's lie. And God cannot lie. So you say, well, it's been a long time. I've got my wit. So long, and nobody knows. Oh, Brother Charles got on just a little bit touch-touch this morning. The sun's glistening. God is an all-knowing God. Now, I want to look at, I cannot cover all of what I want to, what I want to this morning. I'm not able physically, but I, I want to cover. There are two judgments in the Bible, two that I have reference, I'm going to have reference to. That's the judgment seat of Christ and the white throne judgment. The white throne judgment. Paul takes great pain in saying so that none of us, quote, end quote, Christians will think we're going to get by with anything. Paul said we must. Oh, that word must. So important. We must. All appear at that judgment seat. Amen. That means you, yeah. me, and Brother Charles, and you dear ladies and boys and girls that say, we're going to one day stand before an all-knowing God that knows everything. And then these words come pouring out. He said we're going to give an account. See, I'm too old to waste time. I'm not like some of these little pussyfooting preachers, you know. Mamby-pamby. I just don't have time. So I just found out it's better just to tell it like it is or as quick as you can. I think that's good too. Just don't wait. God said and meant it. We must all appear 
And every soul in here that's been of the blood of Christ, been saved by the grace of God, there will be a day, bless your heart, standing before God, you will. Now notice, in Romans chapter 2, verse 2 through 5, but we are sure. Look at that. Isn't that something? But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth. Oh, oh boy, that nailed it down right there. When God said guilty, that means you're guilty. When God said, Ed, you're guilty, that means I'm guilty. Amen. Amen. Yes, I'm going to read some more. It's good, ain't it? Amen. <laughs> Somebody, I don't know who was, put a loaf of bread over beside of me and I... I didn't know what they were trying to tell me. Man shall not live by bread alone. <laughs> Notice, against them which commit such things. And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things, and doth the same that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Now, I, I, this is a little simple thing, but I want to lay it out before you. You hear folks talk today like there's not one single thing wrong with him, but everything's wrong with you. I think it's real good. Like I said one time before, it don't help my offer much, but it's just good anyhow. See, here's the thing about it. You better watch those fellows that go around trying to say, Oh, there's a boat in your eye. Ooh, there's a little boat in there, and all the time they got a tube of six in their eye. God said, "Hey, fella, you think you're gonna, you think you're gonna get by?" God said, "Nothing doing, not gonna get by." We want to read some more. Is it good? Or despisest thou the riches of goodness? And the forbearance and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. But after the hardness and impentance heart, treasure up unto thyself wrath against the day which wrath and revealed all the righteousness judgment of God. Now I won't get that last part there. The righteous judgment of God. Say that with me. The righteous judgment of God. When God says guilty, that's guilty. That's from a holy, divine, sovereign God and not from somebody that's God says guilty. Now, I'm going to get to something in a minute. I want to just read some. In 2 Corinthians 5.10, but we must all appear by the judgment seat of Christ, the judgment seat of Christ, the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that He has done which is good or bad. You're going to get your credit. You're going to get it. Now God's not going to mark you up short. (laughs) He said you're going to get it for the good and the bad. Don't walk around all with your head up in the air. God said in the Word of God, we have all 
own sin and come short of the glory of God. None righteous, no, not one. The only hope I have. <laughs> and I plead every day, His Lord, I plead only the blood of Thy Son and wash my sins away. That's the only righteousness I have is my righteousness in Him. Yes, sir. Amen. Let me read Revelations 20, 13-15. And I'm going to get to the message in just a minute. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. If you don't hear anything I'm reading, listen to this. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast in to the lake of fire. But if you will not do so, God said your sins are going to find you out. Now then, listen. I guess to me, one of the saddest pictures in the Bible is Psalms 51. Yes, sir. I guess we all like to remember David as that little sheep, little shepherd playing on his harp. Oh, such a sweet picture. But David, in the process of time, grows up. I think you see where I'm going. I think you see where I'm at. He grows up and... I'm going to try to rush it along as fast as I can. And one evening, on the top of a building, looking down, observing, he saw a woman taking the bath. Then the picture begins to unfold. He had her brought to him and an adultery was committed. And not only that, he sent and uh, got her husband to come home and, and a plot was being formed. And you know how it goes. Here was David, this great man, this great king, getting caught up. Did you not know... Sin begins to nibble at you. Yes, sir. Yep. Like a fish. A nibble. He won't take it for you'll see that cork go. Huh? I'm telling you've been fishing too. That fish will get there that that little bitty worm. It squirms a little bit. Sin begins to nibble at you. You men and women, no sit there. I hear men say, well, there's one thing about it. Women don't bother me. Well, I know what does. You're a liar. Amen. 
You're lying like a skunk. You know it too, don't you? Yeah. Get your head up, fella. David never had saw that woman bathing. He probably went back in the house and went to bed. There had to be some old man out there cutting wood. You like that, don't you, boy? There's some old fellow out there digging a ditch. Well, I never would have bothered David. But here she was. <laughs> David said, Ooh, nibble. We're going to read something from Psalm 51 a little bit. Hey, who is that old girl? Well, I said, you like her? Man, she's cool. I want her to sleep with me tonight. Sounds a little amusing right now to some of the aspects of what I'm saying. Well, the great harm was done. She said, David, I'm, I'm happy to have a child. See, God said, your sins will find you out. You act like you don't want me to come back and preach again. I'm coming back for the Lord with Amen. Amen. I want to just turn over there. Psalm 51. And read just a little tad. Psalm 51, as I say, one of the saddest, saddest chapters in the Bible. It's because it's a great man, a great, great man, getting caught up in something that... Don't sit there and tell me it can't happen to you. It may already be happening to you. Yes, sir. David starts out this great chapter. Have mercy. You can almost feel the misery in his heart. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercy. Listen to what he asked him to do. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Here you was again this morning, Brother Charles, in the Sunday school lesson. He said, For I acknowledge, I own up to, I confess it. I confess it. Acknowledge my transgression. Listen to the old. Listen to what I'm saying. He said, My sin is ever before me. Said when I walk around, my sins right there in front of me. Yes, sir. Oh God, I wish you hadn't done it. Oh God. Oh, how many times have you regretted walking in the area, the place, and the time? You knew you 
against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. That thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, <laughs> and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden parts thou, thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bone which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide not. Here we go. Here we go. How many of you started into this thing with, remember last Sunday, or the Sunday a month ago, or two months ago, or three months ago? Boy, you could just feel the presence of God. Yes, sir. Just feel the glory. Amen. Just feel His presence. But suddenly after your action, after your sin, yes, begin to get cold. Yes, Am I right, don't you? Yes, sir. Something wasn't the same. Other people shouting around you. Other people rejoicing. Suddenly you're cold. It's already finding you out, isn't it? Already catching up, isn't it? Now David's about to make a statement here. He lost something. He had lost something. Do you realize? See, here's the thing about it. You can lose something in your Christian walk, and it can happen so fast or so gradual. There's many that have lost. You, some of you right now used to have a good testimony. You don't no more. Gone, isn't it? It's gone. But the great thing about David here, he said, Lord, restore to me the joy of thy salvation. You used to love to sing Amazing Grace, didn't you? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved an old wretch like me. I was, was lost, but now, and I'm back house found. I was blind, but now I see. Used to be able to say, Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, 
Hallelujah. Jesus. There used to be a time tears would course down your cheeks. Oh, and the glory of God would settle in under the rafters of your soul. Shall we look? Shall we look? In the book of Galatians, we find the answer. Oh, now, let, 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 me, let me just tell you this. You can keep up actions. Yes, sir. You can keep up performing. You can keep up doing your little religious thing. Right. But it's faulty. You know it. Now, I may not know it. But the Charles may not know it, but God knows it. <laughs> the husband may not know it. The wife may not know it. God knows it. God knows it. David said, Against thee and thee only have I sinned. Then God said in the book of Galatians, Be not received. Say that with me. Be not deceived. Say it again. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man showeth. That shall he also. Then he said to sow the flesh, you shall the flesh reap corruption. But if you sow the spirit, ain't that good? You shall the spirit reap. I've never heard the story. I never, I've preached on that text on reaping what you sow one time. And I just used an example. It wasn't it wasn't a Benny Hinn approach or anything like that. But I had two five dollar bills in my pocket, and I just marked me out a row like this. Start walking across the stage, and <laughs> I just dropped my five dollar bill down behind my sword. I never paid no attention. I just kept walking, and some fellow walked over. I picked them up, and put two ten dollars in their places. Ten dollars each one of the places. See. You sow good, God said you'll reap good. You sow dirty, filthy, flashy things, and you shall the flesh reap corruption. Now, how many of you believe you reap what you sow? Now, some of you didn't raise your hand. Think it over just a minute. Think it over just a minute. Think it over just a cotton-picking minute. I'm going to ask you one more time. How many of you believe? Now, don't do it. Don't rush it. Think about it. Are you going to raise your hand and say, I'm going to fool that preacher? Now, you may fool me. God's looking right down at you. Some of you have been sowing, haven't you? Some of you have been sowing to the flesh, haven't you? See, well, I'm, I'm, I'll be preaching a little bit right in between that right there, and I'll get back that whole raise up your hand in a minute. Well, you thought I forgot that, didn't you? 
Paul, the great preacher, the great man of God. If there was, well, he was honest, but he was honest, so honest, he wouldn't beat around the bush. One day Paul began to examine himself. And Paul looked and come to the conclusion and drove the bottom line and added up the figures and he said, In me. Right. That is my flesh. Yes, Dwelleth how much? No. What did you say? No. No good thing. Paul may have started walking away. Oh, he said, never got to figure it. I've got to figure up another line of figures. He draws the line again. He said, Oh, wretched man that I am. Huh? And you'll say, Oh, I'm going to get by with it. You say, well, it may not find me out here. Whoop! Why do you think I was reading all that scripture a while ago? You may get by with it here. But you forgot there's going to be another place you'll stay. And there's a little word in there that's, that really fixes things up. He said we must... Stand right here. Not just him. Not just him. All. Say that word with me. All. There's going to come an uncovering day. There's going to come a time of when God's going to say it's time to give an account. Hello? I'm preaching the truth, ain't I? Is this right? Is this right, Brother Charles? You say, well, now wait a minute, Brother Blue. I've got by with it. Woo! You just think you have. You ain't got by with nothing. Not just these fellows standing. But we must all stand and give an account. So you get by with it here, and the church never finds out, and they give you a good funeral, and you look so natural. You said it. And that undertaker, he's putting a smile on your face. But there will be a day. When before a holy God, a sinless, perfect God, only a blue will stand. And God sees and knows everything about me. The thoughts appear. Every thought will have to give me. That's why you better watch it. Thank you. <laughs> you better watch it. Thank you. 
I don't know what you're going to do with this message, but I know God's going to mark it up that you heard it one day. God's going to mark it up and said, you was a Temple Baptist church that day, that old loud mouth preacher, Ed Blue Prussian, and you didn't do one cotton picking thing about it. I'm going to try to come to a close in just a moment. There are so many that deal with sin in such a flippant way. Some of you think today that God would not ever bring wrath upon you while you're alive. Or deal with your family or, or do something to cause you to open your eyes. How many of you believe God deals that way? I believe God can bring things on you to get your eyes open. In 1 John five seventeen, the Bible said there is a sin unto death. God tells us not even pray for it. Don't go don't, don't waste time. I've had that occasion twice. I stood over the bedside of a man uh, well, two times. I've had twice. About the same thing. And the wife, the wife of this man, the first one, said, Oh, preacher, please pray. Please pray. The doctor were working on him. She said, he said, uh, preacher, just step over there. I've got to work. Well, I, 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 I started to walk. I started to bow my head. I said, Our Father, the Holy Ghost said, Shut up. Now, if you don't think that will ruffle you, I started to pray and God said, Shut up. He's laughed, he's mocked, he's ridiculed, he's abused his family, didn't want them to go to church, and shut up! God said, There's a sin not even to pray for. I'm going to give you a warning. I'm going to give you a warning. I don't know. Brother Charles, so help me God. If there's a church I love in the country, in the world, it's this church. But God dealt with me yesterday and last night and this morning on what to preach. And don't tell me you're not here. You are here. And you say, well, I'll go up there and shed a few little tears and nobody will know. No, I know what you better do. You just better confess it and come clean. Amen? But if somebody were to confess, there may be a killing here today. Hello? Somebody said, that old preacher's mean. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm just telling the truth. Truth hurts. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Oh, listen to me. Sin. All unrighteousness is sin. Don't try to document and put little places in. It's not a bad sin. It's not a bad Oh, that's a little bit tiny sin. God said it's sin. God calls it what it is. Amen. 
Oh, my heart trembles right now. My flesh on my bones is shaking. Somebody here better have a business meeting with God this morning. He said, I'm not going to move. Oh, that's a dumb, dumb thing. If God's dealing with you, you better move. Somebody this morning, I'd be afraid to walk out those doors. The Holy Ghost of... How many of you believe the Holy Ghost is here right now? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, He's here. God's Holy Ghost is here. God wants somebody today to get saved. There's that crowd that's going to the, the white throne judgment. Never been to Calvary. Never been washed in the blood. Don't know Jesus. You need to get saved. You need to get saved by the grace of God. There's souls standing right. Some of you sitting here right now. Been saved. Got your life messed up. And you need to come get right with God before you stand at the judgment seat. The beamer seat. How many of you said you believe God was here right now? There's people all over this house wiping tears. Some of you, the Holy Ghost has knocked on your heart. When David's pastor come to him and said, David, and he related what had happened, he took that one little lamb, what one little e-lamb, lamb and took it away from that man. Oh, he could have took out that great flock, but he took just one. He put his finger in his face and said, You've sinned. Actually today, that's what God's letting me do this morning. Yes. Yes. God's saying, tell them somebody better get right with God. Some woman, some man, some boy, some girl, today God's dealing with your heart to walk this aisle. I want the piano player and the organ player to come. Brother song leader, would you get your song just as I am without one plea? I want you to get ready. Somebody right now, somebody God beating your heart. I want them to play softly. I want every head bowed. I want every eye closed. I want every Christian to be praying. I want you to do it right now. Oh, Holy Ghost of God. Oh, blessed Savior, blessed Lord Jesus. Right now, people's already coming to the altar. Oh, oh my God, my God. How many of you right now, God's dealt with your heart today? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Oh, there's a multitude needs to come right now. Let's stand with our heads bowed and eyes closed. Stand, heads bowed and eyes, uh, heads bowed and eyes closed. Walk the aisle right now. Walk the aisle right now. Get out of that seat. Walk the aisle right now. Before God has to deal with you. Sing it right now.
Just as I am Come on. Come on. Come on right now. That's the way they do. That's the way. Come on. Oh, Lamb of God, I come. Sing on, sing on right now. Come on. All is full, but there's room for you. Come on. Oh, Lamb of God. I come. Sing on. Keep on coming. They're coming now. Keep on singing. Keep on coming. Holy Ghost is still working. Holy Ghost is still working. Come on. Come on right now. You're not saved. Do business with God. Keep on singing. You're not saved. Get right with God. Get back to it. Come on to God. Brother Lawson comes to the platform, our blessed Father in heaven. Oh, God, look down upon us today with tender mercy. Oh, God, help us, Lord, look upon us and forgive us of our sins and our transgressions. Oh, God, blot out our iniquities. Dear Lord, I pray today, I, I come before you confessing all that blue sins. Oh, God, I don't want anything between you and me. Oh, dear Lord. I pray that others will come. Those that are here, I pray if they're not saved, they'll get saved. If they're back, they'll come home to God. Have your way, we pray. Brother Charles. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's keep singing the verse. Conviction's here today, folks. Come on, come on down here. Come now. here this morning. Don't get in a hurry, folks. Let God do His work. He's here. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's talk to Him, folks. He's here. This place got real quiet right toward the end of His message. Got real quiet. And the Lord wants to help you. 
nobody holding a hammer over your head. We're here to help you. We want to help you. Why don't you come? Greatest friend you ever had in your life is the Lord Jesus. He's your friend. Devil's the one that tempts you and drags you off into this stuff. Jesus is your friend. He's the friend of sinners. Won't you come? Come on down here. Let's talk to the Lord. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. He said, if you come unto me, I'll in no wise cast you out. Isn't that good? I'm so glad for that. So, well, preacher, you don't know what I've done. I don't have to know what you've done. It's not up to me. It's a matter of the Lord to come to thee. Folks are still coming. Still coming. They're still coming, folks. Glory to God. When this happens, I don't get in a hurry at all. Let God do His work this morning. Let Him do His work. You see, the preacher's done. The preacher's done. Now the Holy Ghost is doing His work. This is God's time. Come on. Come on down here. Let's talk to the Lord. That was as strong a message as I've heard in a long time about sin. And now let me tell you something right now. I haven't said a word to this brother. He's not the kind of preacher you say something to anyway. He's going to preach what God puts on his heart, and that's it. That's it. God tells him what to preach. God tells him what to preach. Amen. But I did sense the urgency in what he said, didn't you? I did sense the fact that the Holy One came on him and moved him and told him to preach what he preached this morning. I did sense the fact that he was obedient to God and he was doing what the Lord told him to do. Are you still standing out there now and you need to come? Come on, come down here. You're going to find a friend. You can't carry that load out of here. You carried it in, but you don't have to carry it out. Bring it to the foot of the cross. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses from all sin. Why do you think He died? He died not only to save you, but His death cleanses you into the future. That blood is ever applied as a cleansing. It's there present in the very presence of God. That's what the blood is for. Amen. Not to re-save you, but to cleanse away the reproach of this world. Amen. Amen. Let's sing one more verse. And while we sing, we invite you to come. Yes, Brother Blue, I have discovered that sometimes the hardest person in the world to deal with is that one who lived such a good life for the Lord. They were true and they were right and they loved God, but something happened. Something happened. And they fell. They never thought they'd be them. They never thought they'd fall. They never thought it could happen to them because of their relationship with God was so close and they loved the Lord, but they fell. They fell. And now they don't know what to do. They're so full of shame, so full of guilt. They preached, they taught, they did this, they did that, and they fell. Well, let me tell you something. It's that one that has fallen, that's been restored, 
that has a message that they never had before. And that scar, that place where it heals, is where God touches, and that's where God leaves His mark. And that's where God makes the man. That's right. I'm not telling you have to fall, but I'm telling you when you do, it's not over. It's not over. He's the potter and you're the clay. He takes that lump off, redoes it, puts it back on there and starts it again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. God talking to somebody this morning. He's the potter. I'm the clay. He's the master. I'm the servant. He's the Lord. I'm just the man. He's the creator. I'm the creature. While we sing this next verse, we invite you to come. Holy One. Oh, Holy One. Speak this morning. Speak in Jesus' sweet now. Speak. Won't you come? Won't you come? Let him do his work. This is his work, not mine. While we sing, keep singing, folks. You ever heard anybody tell you that once you've fallen and God will take you and throw you off to the side and that'll be it, you're finished, you're done for. That scripture he quoted in first John chapter number five when he said, You see a brother sinning a sin, he's talking about a brother. A brother. And the sin that he's sinning is not mentioned there. It's not named. The reason it's not named is because it doesn't have to be named. If God named it, then you'd go out and say, well, if I sin that sin, that's the sin unto death. No, no. It's a state. It's a condition you get into. That's what the sin unto death is. It's where you no longer listen to the Holy Spirit. No longer. And when that point comes, then you're ready to go. God will take you on home. Are you listening to the Holy Spirit this morning? If he's got your heart stirred and moved, if he's listen, if he's if 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 you're if you're uncomfortable, you're listening to him. Praise God, you're listening, you're listening, you're listening. I'm going to sing one more verse. We invite you to come. Won't you come? I'm in no hurry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> this church is about souls, folks. That's what this that's what this business is right here. That's what this ministry is. Not a number on a wall, not a face in a crowd. Souls. Amen. Won't you come? <laughs> you did what God told you to. <laughs> Amen. Won't you come? There's cleansing at the cross. There's forgiveness at the cross. There's restoration at the cross. There's joy at the cross. 
peace at the cross. There's hope at the cross. Victory at the cross. Hallelujah to God. There is, folks. Makes no difference who you are, where you came from. It's all there. Won't you come? Why would you walk out that back door and carry that load with you that you brought in here? Why would you do that? He said, cast your care upon me, for I care for you, he said. He does. While we sing one more verse. bow your head for a minute, Father, in Jesus' name. You're here, and I know that. You come this morning in a very special way, Lord, a way that needed to come into this place. You came in conviction. And Father, I pray you glorify yourself. Every soul that's in this place right now, I know without doubt, you died for them. Your precious blood cleanses sins and restores. Not a soul in here, Lord, that's an exception to that. You love every one of them. And Father, this morning I pray in Jesus' name that you'd move in their midst the way you want to now, that you'd help them and stir their heart and cause them to look to Thee, look to the rock from whence we've been hewn, from where we came from. Lord, God, speak in Jesus' name. For Thy holy name's sake I ask it. Amen. We'll sing one more verse. One more verse.